Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. And we have a guys night around the table tonight. Anna is not with us. We have a familiar voice filling in, Brian Garner. Hey, hey. Welcome to our team, Brian. Yes. (laughs) Dude night here. Sorry, Becca. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie uh, wasn't able to make it either. You know, stuff happens in life. And uh, thankfully, we have Brian, and of course, we also have Old Faithful, Jeremy Hartman. So I actually texted Anna, told her she was being very selfish for having health issues. (laughs) So there she is. Just that spiritual edification, right? Yeah, she needed (laughs) choosing rest over uh, Doxa dialogues. Yeah, Yeah. very fitting that uh, (laughs) she needed she needed that physical rest. (laughs) Because we're talking about life pace today, and. Brian is a busy man. He's coming in like on the spot. Uh, I appreciate that, Brian, just to fill in. Yeah, no problem. Um, speaking of life pace, what you guys got going a lot, a lot going on? Always. It's just it just seems like at least for me, it seems like there's not really much break for me. It's just, right. Just like when's the last time I I stopped? You know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This is I, I can't remember. We all, all of us in this podcast are preaching to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there. We had a missionary come in tonight at our life group. Oh, wow. That's so cool. It was amazing. Like, so this is a couple. They were in Spartanburg. Um, they had jobs out of college, comfortable lifestyle. Uh, they just got convicted about how they were living on mission for Christ the glory of God, which is what this whole podcast is about. And they moved to one of the rougher parts of town, started nice. just doing things in their neighborhood. Yeah. So lo- like local missionaries, local missionaries, Sweet, they really, they really understood the principle of it. You don't have to just go to another country, but yeah. like, just go with your lifestyle right now. Like are the people around you, like oh, yeah. the ebb and flow of your life. And I really appreciate it. Cause I think, which we rightfully so we put a huge emphasis on international missions because yep. I mean, there's a huge need outside of the American borders. Yeah. There's also a huge need within the borders. And I, I think we we tend to uh, we, we tend to ignore that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot easier to send people away or go away. Yep. And you know, there's a mission field right here. Yeah. Just like walk across the street and there's a mission field. So that's exactly. I mean, praise God for that. Yeah. But they have a great ministry in India. They aren't even, you know, like recognized as missionaries because it's illegal to go into the country as a Christian. So he goes in as a musician. She goes in as a medical a doctor and they just live life in New Delhi and nice. share Christ. It, and it, the stories were unbelievable. So wow. more about that though, because I say that little tease, we're going to have a bonus episode coming out in a couple weeks where I interview them. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Look out for that. We are looking forward to talking through this important topic, though, of life pace. Uh, I know you probably have questions about it. Um, you can always reach out to us. Uh, you can connect with us at doxa underscore dialogue on Instagram. And, of course, you can also comment, like, um, and even ask questions on our podcast page on our website, doxaupstate.church. So I'm going to hand it over to Jeremy. Okay, sweet. So, like 
David said, we're all pretty much preaching to the choir here, preaching to <laughs> ourselves because life pace is something that I do struggle with so much because, you know, there's, there's a million different things that need to be done, whether yeah. it be at work, or at home, at, at church, it's just, it's, it's a never any thing. So as I was preparing for this episode, like it just kept hitting me like a ton of bricks, you know, just mm. Like, okay, God, I see what you're saying, but it's still going to be really hard for me to do this. So, yeah, that, that's that's always my biggest struggle because when I'm at home, I've got two toddlers. Yes. So, it just seems like they're, like rest is impossible. Yeah. And then when they go to bed, like, I need to serve my wife by spending time with her. And yep. not saying it's work, uh, but marriage just works sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, like, rest and... Uh, Where's that Jeremy time? Where's right. That, yeah. And I, I want us to kind of begin with the understanding that we need godly rest. Mm-hmm. And that's just not like, not just emptiness where you just sit and, you know, play video games. Because there's time and place for that, obviously. Sure. But godly rest where you're focused on on God and that relationship and that, and like, experiencing the spirit moving mm-hmm. and listening because that that's what God desires when he when he created rest when he when he took rest himself mm-hmm. you um, know I was thinking man yeah. just that's such a important distinction to make because it's hard to do that with having a phone always on yeah. you yeah or you know you I was in Chipotle the other day and like every single person is looking at their phone nobody it's almost like we never have the chance just to sit there and think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always a distraction. Oh, I, I catch myself that like you're in line getting food. Like yeah. you said, I'm at the, I'm at the bank getting change and in those 30 seconds I'm on my phone. Yeah. So yeah. we, we don't allow cause it. Cause we just, we have this mentality that we have to constantly do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in my preparation for this, I, I was pointed to Exodus uh, very, very much a historical account of the nation of is Israel and uh, their captivity in Egypt, and you know God uh, freeing them from from slavery. And it, it might it might seem like you know we can't really learn anything about life pace from that, but there, there's very like there's a very distinct part of of the story of Exodus where God is calling for his people to rest in him. So, you know, for thousands of years, these mm-hmm. these people are, are working day and night nonstop to the point of, of death, mm-hmm. f- building these monuments, these pyramids, these these things for, for gods and pharaohs that they, they don't serve themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just points to, you know, the Egyptian gods where, you know, there's a celebration of, of work to death. And and first and foremost, I, I think we see that here in the American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I mean, we're talking about here in this circle, how we just work nonstop. I think and, Americans work more than like yeah. any other country in and the world. We do it to our, and we do it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, cause like we always have to get more done. Yeah. There's always, it's just that, that thing what people say is there's not enough hours in the day. You know, it's just, everyone <laughs> yeah. says it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, uh, it's like the Israelites, like you said, working and slaving away for like thousand years or so. It's almost like at that point, the generations wouldn't even, 
comprehend or or know rest. Right. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. even even as I've like been working a full time job for the past like four years or so, like I I miss the days where I'd be like in school and I would just get two weeks to do whatever I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know that life anymore. No, mm-hmm. we don't. We don't know that life. And like I feel like a lot of people in American culture would celebrate these people for, you know, working straight for a thousand years. And Oh, just- yeah, dude, I think, hold on here. I think it was like 400 years. You're I, probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, spitting off things. And- I could be wrong too. Hey, listeners out there, just, just let us know. How many years yeah. were the Israelites in slavery in Egypt? A thousand years sounds better. Bible right. trivia time. <laughs> Bible trivia time. Hey, we, we could, hey, who knows? Hey, who knows? You also need to correct your pastor sometimes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> hey, check us, but you know, check the facts from right. the word of God. Please like, do. This Please is not do. an infallible podcast right here. Uh, but no, like there, there's so much celebration for work, work, work that we don't celebrate rest. Mm-hmm. So as, as we know, God rescued the Israelites from, from captivity and, you know, there's, obviously going to be issues along the way because you know almost immediately not right after but almost immediately after they were rescued mm-hmm. they had issues with the, with the idols and stuff like that um but another thing that that god in his in his holy frustration because his frustration is not uh it, it's not it's not wrong it's it's frustration because he knows truth because he is truth mm-hmm. that they began going back to a lifestyle that was was not resting in in him but going back to a lifestyle where you know they're they're working because there's a, there's a, almost a sense of of pride because things are good mm-hmm. that got us to bring them back to knowing rest and uh we we see this as as a means of, you know, not making it a law like it eventually became to be that Jesus had to speak out against mm-hmm. because we know in the New Testament that really like he he did, quote unquote, work on the Sabbath that he got in trouble for. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not a sense where we're now slaves to a rigid day of rest mm-hmm. or, or whatever you want to define it. But we are free from work. Mm-hmm. Where we don't have to work ourselves to death. We're not slaves to work. Like we're not. We're not slaves to anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good how God, when He gave this Sabbath day to the Israelites, He pointed it back to creation. Right. Right. Like God created the world in six days, and then He rested on the seventh day. I mean, God didn't even need to rest. Of course he didn't. No. But he set that principle in place right there foundationally. Right. Um, and, and and God's people have to, we, we of all people should know that. Yeah. God, God is infallible. God knows what we need. Mm-hmm. And it is very obvious that he gave us this day of rest because he knows if we if he did not give it to us, we would not take it. Mm-hmm. Because he's given it to us and we're still not taking it. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm not saying it has to look a certain way. My encouragement is, you know, whether you're full-time ministry or like vocational ministry yep. uh, or, you know, full-time ministers of the gospel outside of being paid by the church, whatever it is, we need to find that time, that intentional time of rest, whether it be a full day or a select hour or so mm. each day. Or if there's a season where, like, there's a season of just 
work has to happen, make sure that you get to a point where you take time after to rest. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose is not to become slaves to once again, a rigid rest schedule, like, (laughs) like, like the Jews in the new Testament, Mm -hmm. but to free ourselves from the slavery of work, free ourselves from the slavery that we have to perform and we have to do, 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 Mm -hmm. and know that in, in, God in Christ that we can have physical rest we can have spiritual rest if we are to focus on on him you know because if we don't stop then we don't allow God to work in our lives we don't know and focus on truth and that's where you know a lot of issues come not just physically but spiritually and emotionally the physical is so tied to the spiritual yeah yeah. I I mean they're not separate no it's like if you are wearing your body down physically, it is going to wear on you spiritually. Like mm-hmm. they are so connected. I was watching a show called The Chosen. I don't know if anybody's ever heard this. It's actually a show about the early apostles. Uh, really, really interesting show. It's through Vid Angel. But they had a show on there all about the Sabbath. It was like the time period where Jesus was about to start his earthly ministry. And you, it was, it does a really good job of painting a picture of what that looks like. And it talked in there about how the Sabbath was this, you know, sun up to sun up the next, the next day where they rested, they had a nice meal, like no one had to work. It was like the whole culture would just wind down and relax to fill their soul. You know, it was it was such a spiritually uplifting thing when it's done well. Of right. course, when you add all these extra man-made rules to it, it becomes oppressive. Right. But the principle that God gives us is this rhythm of rest that that does edify our spiritual yeah. souls. Yeah, so that that's the purpose. It's not just another thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's something to live in and experience Christ. So guys, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Is anyone even bored anymore? Does is that even a thing now? Do people get bored? <laughs> Cuz I mean, I haven't felt bored in I don't know, 20 years. So but- it could be like one of two different things. It's like I could have a lot of stuff to do and not be bored in the sense of that I have nothing to do, but I could be bored with the things that I'm doing. <laughs> I, I, I feel okay. like I lean more towards the second one. So it's not like I'm bored with not doing anything. Yeah. I'm bored because I haven't stopped doing things. What well, Even if it's just chilling on my phone or watching, uh-huh. you know, Netflix or something, like it's become so much where even entertainment is boring. Yeah. We've, we're so oversaturated yeah. with that. I, I get it. I mean, it's like I, the seventh I f- season of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> the seventh time you've watched the seventh yeah. season of The Office. <laughs> oh, no. I know I'm not talking about you, but like, they're out no. there. I, Some people, those numbers are low. You so. know, yeah, right. But hey, the whole point, the reason I asked you guys that question was because I feel like people used to even complain about that. Maybe they still do. I agree. I think I get bored if. I'm, you know, not doing anything that I want to do. Maybe I'm just doing something. But there seems like there's just always something to do. Yeah. Well, I think it's caused us to get to a point where we're just 
not satisfied with anything because we have everything Mm. and we're constantly doing everything to where it's just, there's no satisfaction in it. Yeah. Because it's just not special. Yeah. I know. Sometimes people even, you know, they're trying to accomplish so many different things in life and it's a never ending list, but at the same time, they don't feel satisfied. Right. Yeah, like that totally reminds me of a, a conversation I had with Rachel back in September. We were walking down the street in downtown Greenville and she just looks at me and all of a sudden just like asked me this question. She was like, hey, do you ever feel like you're doing so much, but you, you still have more things that you want to do? <laughs> and so I asked her like, okay, and in like what regard? And she said, you know, just in general, like in life activities and such. <laughs> And so I said, well, yeah, but I mean, I've found when I feel like that, I mean, it typically means that I'm doing too much of what I don't want to do and not enough of what I want to do. And she was like, she was just like, her eyes like popped open. She was like, whoa, that's like super insightful. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I I went to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, Brian. That's so wise. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, okay, so getting into this really, like there's always something to do, but yeah, sometimes we're not being fulfilled and satisfied by that. I am, if you, if you follow the Enneagram, this will help our Enneagram friends out there. I am a three. Okay. So I am like hardwired to always be trying to accomplish something, to do something. What's the next thing? I'm always on it. And I mean, I'm thinking about my lifestyle. I, I have a really hard time stopping and resting. Like it's, it's, it almost is work for me. And I've had to really, really take extra effort to kind of learn what Jeremy was just talking about here with, with taking that Sabbath, um, taking that time to rest, to not do anything. Yeah. I know, I know other people with that are threes that like for you guys, it's just, there's always another thing to accomplish, like another yeah. level to get to. Oh yeah. So it's less of a task and more of got to do better and you know, yeah. you got to do more. So I know. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's the thing, like schedules that are consumed with a never ending work and performance that has become a problem in the world. That's sad. You know, that our world is getting that way. People are more and more stressed out. Anxiety is rising as a problem. But that's even crept into the church and that just should never be the case. And actually, this is a prime fertile area where we as Christians who are living our life on mission for the glory of God can stand out and be completely different. This is the one of the ways that we can show there's a difference in our lives. So I know as we talk about this subject, this is not an easy thing to actually apply. And one of the reasons is because many of us, many of our listeners, you are in a hectic lifestyle and it's almost out of your control. I was reading a study the other day on how jobs now, like in America, even if you compare jobs in America, like from 20 years ago, the hours are way worse. The schedules are are just brutal on Mm -hmm. people. Um, and especially if you're trying to just start start out and, and get on your own two feet. Like people have to work two, three jobs. A lot of yeah. people, it is a real problem in our society mm-hmm. of there's not a sustainable life pace just because um, the American culture has 
gotten out of control. Yeah, like it's it's really not unheard of for people to work 50, 60, if not more hours yeah. a week just on their regular job. Yeah, and it's not even to get ahead. That's no, just to, to like survive. Yeah, survive and hopefully catch up sometimes. Exactly, exactly. So I want us to really be clear here to you, the listener, like we understand the challenge that this is, mm. like very aware of the problem. People are swimming in debt. They're working horrible hours. The, the truth of the matter is like, this is not the way God designed your life to be. It takes intentionality to get out of that cycle, but it is possible. When you read scripture, much of our fast, hectic, get it done, never slow down lifestyle, it's completely foreign to our calling to live for the glory of God. And so you're saying, well, David, what gives? Like, how can I, how can I get past this? And that's, that's one of the practical things that I want to talk about. How do we radically change our lifestyle when we're surrounded by people who seem like they won't even let us do this? Uh, a passage of scripture that I think really sets the tone here for what we want to go for, what we want to achieve is Colossians 3, 12 through 15. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. I mean, we could park on that for an hour, but there's so many things there that just flip the script and completely paint a different picture, a picture of letting Christ reign in my heart being ruled by this bond of peace and the spirit of I don't have to accomplish everything because I'm accepted in the beloved. I don't have to achieve and stand out and strive for this perfection. I actually need to just be patient. I need to be kind. I need to be loving, bearing with one another. Those are, those are the practical do's that really start making a difference in our lives. So in light of the fact that our world is doing this all wrong and that we're surrounded by people who are doing this all wrong and how we can feel trapped sometimes and do this all wrong. Yeah. We're, we're all preaching to the choir here at this point. Um, I just have five truths about biblical life pace that I want to kind of point out. So I'm going to run through these. Number one is the American dream doesn't equal satisfaction. Mm. If you understand that, the sooner you understand that, the better off you will be. When you get this one, it really does open things up. Our world says, be who you want to be, work hard, do it, achieve it, and you'll be satisfied. Once you get to the top of that mountain, it's yours. And that's just not reality. Yeah, all you have to do is pretty much watch any interview with any celebrity, yeah. sports athlete, musician, and... You know, they, they talk about getting to this point of success. Yeah. And still there's there's no satisfaction and you know, that's why there's there's all these, you know, personal issues that 
that we see among, you know, celebrities and mm-hmm. CEOs and, you know, mm-hmm. just all across the board because you, you get to this certain level like you, you've, like you've been working for your whole life that you thought was going to bring satisfaction, like you said, and, and peace. But then you find out that that's just a a one second moment because then you still have the rest of your life that you have to pursue and, and yeah. do. And then some, then somehow, some way, like along the way, you forgot how to enjoy it. You yeah. Enjoy the ride. I heard a, a really popular Christian musician one time say that you would get to the top of the mountain and there's no one up there. <laughs> and then Man. the whole time you're up there, you're worried about getting taken down off the top of the mountain and you can't even enjoy the view because it's just pressure. We have to realize that we as Christians who are living our life on mission for the glory of God, who have a beloved identity, we have to live to the calling to which we've been called. And that means we don't live for outward success. We don't think that things outside of a relationship with God are ever going to fulfill us because that's a lie that our, that our culture believes that, and we know the we know the truth. We know better in scripture success doesn't satisfy more money equals more problems and how are you going to be fulfilled it is when christ reigns in your heart and when you find harmony with people and you're in those relationships that are fueled and motivated and they're held together by christ that's where fulfillment comes in yeah some of the most fulfilled people who are the most satisfied with everything don't really even have that much yeah exactly yeah Number two is busyness is dangerousness. Just made up a word for <laughs> say you. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. <laughs> we could just go easy and say busyness is dangerous, but I wanted to spice it up. Wow. I'm, I'm glad that you did. That's so next level of you. <laughs> there you go. Nothing wrong with being busy, obviously. We have limited time on earth. We have responsibility to share Christ. But just know that if you are really busy, like Jeremy was saying, for an extended period of time, you're also in a dangerous place. Like, what are some of the dangerous guys that that come along with being excessively busy for extended periods of time? Man, there's so many to <laughs> list. I mean, you got stuff like anxiety, yeah, you know, depression, just like mental health in general, um, loss of relationships, yeah. That's a big one. Is, yeah, which I think we forsake a lot because mm-hmm. we have access to people's pictures mm-hmm. so quickly that we we fulfill our relationships with that and just keep going. Right. Um, and I mean, do you have any more? Yeah, that, I mean, I mean yeah, you're hitting them, man. There's so it's many. Like there's so many. Growing weary and well-doing, slipping in your time with God to where, you know, that one, that one gets cut short. Um, you're in danger of letting the things in the world consume your passions. Um, you, you just have to realize like being excessively busy, you are opening yourself up and just being aware of that and and being ready to course correct as soon as you possibly can. Number three, I had for the third, the third, um, you know, just truth about a biblical life pace would be working smarter is better than working harder. The wrong way to look at work is I need to work more and more and more to be happy and successful. Mm. Working more is not the long-term solution. 
it's being on schedule, uh, getting in the right places, eliminating distractions, working smarter, not harder is so much better. Uh, when you're on work, have the schedule down to where you know where to be, you know what to do. That's going to allow you to accomplish way more and you're not going to have to extend more time. You're just going to be more efficient with the time that you do have. Mm -hmm. My dad was really good at this. Like he, I saw this modeled growing up and he was a pastor, pastor, being a pastor is an incredibly busy job, but he kept his nights pretty free for the most part. You know, he had, he had things ministry related going on, but like when he was home, you know, he spent time with the family, watched some basketball games. Mm he found ways to relax and like sometimes he got criticized for that and I saw that but I also saw well he is pacing himself and it was it was a very healthy example to see uh, but that doesn't need to just be for pastors that's for all of us yeah and I think it was uh, I think it was Bill Gates I'm, I'm sure you might you guys might have heard this said before but Bill Gates said that he would choose to hire a lazy person over someone who works extremely hard. And not, it's not to say that, you know, laziness is to be celebrated. Hmm. But he said the lazy person is going to find the most effective way to do something. And the person <laughs> who just works hard is just going to keep going without, you know, really thinking through, you know, yeah. the, the best and most efficient uh way and and that's to say that you know it's it's not always about just doing to get to a certain point like you said you know it's about being intentional and thinking like what is what can i do best and how can i be most effective so that you know there is time to rest and there there is time for what i what i need and what i want to get done yeah yeah it's kind of like the people who invented like uh the cotton gin or the printing press you know it you can make it by hand with old <laughs> methods for as long as you want. Like the hardest working people can do it, but it, it, it takes someone to say, you know, no, I don't, I don't want to do it that way anymore. I want to be more efficient and get this done. And I, I guess in theory you could call that laziness. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like that old saying, you know, be strategic and work hard and play hard. Don't blur those lines. And sometimes for me, that means, I am intentional about where I go to like it. If I'm in the same environment for forever, like I lose productivity. So I know like, okay, well I'm going to finish this aspect. And before I go back and do like my final cut of the sermon and and tweak it again, I'm going to actually leave this coffee shop, go get a bite to eat. And I'm going to send off a couple emails and then I'll go to another coffee shop and come back at it at a fresh perspective. Mm. I mean, that's just a practical example, but like those things actually help you be more effective when you are actually at work. So it doesn't take all day. Number four, practice the lost art of meditation. Uh, this one is, this one is really simple. I already alluded to a little bit with Jeremy, but I feel like people don't, take the time anymore to just stop not look at anything and just think it's so important to do that that's where our creativity starts taking taking root and actually clicking into action that's where we can actually plan and envision things out plan and prepare really taking the time to pause stop think 
think some more. Like that is the stuff that separates reactionary people from visionary people. And that's a big part of just making a healthy life pace is like you spend time like not on your phone. You spend time just maybe driving in the car and and praying and thinking and talking to God. Yeah, it's becoming even more popular and common. I'm starting to see this a lot more now that I have some friends on my Facebook feed who just say, hey, I'm going dark for like a week. Yeah. So like I won't be able to respond back. And I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. It really is. My last one is rest is not a quote unquote to do. It's a rhythm. And this is where I'm speaking to those other high achieving people out there that love work and they're just workaholics. I, I get it. Like sometimes you almost look at rest as another checkbox. All right, well, I got to do that now. Thanks for adding one more thing to my schedule, scheduling some time to take a break. <laughs> um, it's not that that mentality is, is off, right? It's, I have to make this a rhythm of my life. And then again, it goes back to the Sabbath that God gave us the blueprint right there. Like he established that from the very beginning that we need these periods of rest. Don't tack on a vacation and then, and then it's like, all right, now I have to work twice as hard. Just get caught back (laughs) up. Like pace yourself in your regular monthly schedule to where you have some times to take breaks. God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh day. You know, the Israelites had that 24 hour period where they did not work. They had a nice meal. They sat back and talked played some music i mean think about i mean wouldn't that be awesome to have a culture where we did that wonderful i would love that so much it'd be amazing and and it's almost impossible for us to do that where we're at right now but we can still find creative ways to get there um so maybe that means you take sunday mornings you take sunday morning i mean if you have little kids you're not gonna be able to do this but if you don't have kids (laughs) you take sunday morning from 7 a.m all the way through the church service and through lunch and I mean, you just use that as a time to refresh your soul, right? And then how are you going to fill out the other 24 hours? Well, maybe you maybe you plan something on Friday nights. I don't know. But like, I would just say, get really specific and make a game plan for this. Like, plan in some times to have a Sabbath. And that, you know, for me, Monday is a day where I spend it with Julie when Beckham's at school, like... You know, we we go to the chiropractor and we kind of get some self-care right there, right? And and we're resting, we're relaxing, we're talking, we're having a conversation. It's super important to find ways, just work it as a part of your regular life schedule. And I think I think that will really set you up for success in this area. I'm gonna take Rachel on a date to the chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll feel pretty good afterwards, I'm sure. You will. that's all we have for today if you are enjoying docs dialogue please find us out there on the podcast app find us on spotify and give us a rate leave a review and please subscribe how many star ratings do we want out there five well we want all the star ratings but we want all of them to be five every (laughs) single star you can give good clarification give us all the stars (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, but for real, if you do enjoy this, if this has been helpful for you, it does help us out. It gets our name out there. And, of course, share it with your friends. 
and we love doing it. Thank you for listening to us. You are loved.